Today is the 20th of January 2013. We are in the meditation hall of Assembly of Star during the winter retreat. During our winter retreat 2012-2013. Should I hear well? Three weeks ago, I have received a journalist of The Guardian in UK. In my hut, I call uh, the hut of uh, in in Shanghai, foot of the mountain, and he asked about the monastery. I know I know about the Shinmo. It means uh, the environment. He liked to write a lot about environment, and I told him that uh, uh, yeah. Why the business, the great businessmen, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to save the environment. Stula. And we have to do something in order to, to, for them to do something. Because they have a lot of power. Why they didn't do anything about to save the environment? They have a lot of power, a lot of money, and if they uh, they are helping him hand to protect the environment, it will be very good. Until now, the great businessmen and women contribute very little, very few, to protect the environment. I answer not because they don't know how to happen to our planet. He knew. They knew that we are in a very dangerous situation. Maybe they are trying to do something in order to save the planet to get out of that situation, they have power, they have, um, they have money, they know, they know. However, sometimes they look like they didn't do anything, not because they don't want to do, maybe they are caught in the situation that they cannot do. The businessmen and women, they have their own difficulties in their daily and also in their family or family sentiment of uh, situation or business situation. Even they have money, even they have power, but only money and power cannot resolve their difficulties and they have their own difficulties and they are struggling in their own difficulties and they cannot do anything yet. Yet. What 
you want to tell them, maybe they knew all already. Not because they don't know. However, they are caught in a situation. In a situation that they are struggling and they are stumbling in the entanglement of difficulties and they cannot get out. And business men and women, they always start their business by thinking that if you have a lot of money, a lot of power, and then you can resolve everything. But when you have money, you have power, and then you are you are caught in that and that and that and that, and finally you do not advance much in your aim. And so they always start by good intention. Oh, I try to be rich in order to do that, 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 to save the world, to save my family, and so on. Always they start by that. <laughs> to provide work, job for people, give them a lot of money, then, and they also have that idea of service. But their idea of service or their idea of happiness, this could be an obstacle. Not because you have a job that you are happy. Then those who have no job at all, like the monk or the nun, they have no money, no job, no house, no bank account, but they are not unhappy at all. If you say that we have a job, it's the basic for you to be happy. It's not correct. And the businessmen and women, they have a lot of money, a lot of power, so-called. So but they cannot. And so this oh, 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 idea about happiness, you have to change. So you have to write in such a way that that person change their idea of being happy. So you have, you have to write in such a way that not by word, but why they can taste what means happiness without money, without power. And then if they can do it, if you can write in such a way, even you write a beautiful article about the, the path of happiness, if they don't taste it, they will not be happy. And they will not do it. So you have to write in such a way that they can taste straight away. Like Jesus Christ have said to his apostle. And he told fish there, his disciple, fishmen, don't, don't fish anymore. You follow me. And then you will, you will fish a lot. And then you give them, Jesus give him, a new idea of service. And if you help one person, and then it's better than to fish one fish. You help one person to be caught by the teaching, and they become better. And then, and then you see that is a kind of fish, but, but you help them to be happier, to be, not to be caught by all these bad things. And then you are fishing you have a good fish, but you don't have to kill them. And so the business is also the same. 
And they thought that if they have a lot of money, a lot of power, they will help people a lot. But but they thought like that. But they are not happy, and they do not they are not they do not make their employees happy at all. So now you have to write in such a way. Don't in, don't write in theoretical way. You write in such a way that the reader, the business will be happy. So you say that you breathe in which way? Everybody breathe. But you have to learn the way to breathe in such a way that you breathe in, you are happy, and breathe out, you are happy, and breathe in, you settle down on the agitation, the emotion, and you release tension in your body and tension in your mind. And so on, friends, and everybody learn to breathe. But you have to breathe in such a way, while you are breathing in, you see very clear that you are still alive. Oh, and this body is so wonderful. And then you can breathe in fully your lungs. And then, and so if you write something, but, but only very fluent, persuasive way, but you have to write in such a way that they, when they breathe in, they really are happy. Like the businessman or woman, when they, in reading your, your, your article, they will know how to breathe and then stop on the thinking and he or she start to walk from his office to the that point of the building in order to teach employees to do something. But every step he made, even 10 steps, 20 steps to that place, he's happy, he relaxed, he released tension, he really enjoyed the present moment of his breathing in and out, and his. Uh, and if you write in such a way that the business can taste that practice in order to stop <coughs> running after his business in order to find a way. So like all the fishmen who, who taste the teaching of the Jesus and can do it and then, oh, when the only apostle, a fishman of um, Jesus can taste that teaching and he, and he abandoned that idea to be happy. And then, and that man, that woman can continue to be a businessman and woman, but they, they continue, but they are happier. They are more releasing. And if you are, you are, if you are happy head of the office and then people in the office will be happy too. You are not the person who give money, but you are I am the illustration of being relaxed and then I am a businessman, I'm in charge of so many responsibility but I have time to walk relaxingly, happily and do relaxingly. The, my difficulty in in such a way, and I do like, I can do like that. And you too, you work in my office, and I want you to be happy. 
I want to uh, organize in such a way that every day you have a deep relaxation, and then I, as a job boss, I can help you to have a relaxation. And so, if the head of business, the the head businessman, lead deep relaxation to his employees, it will be wonderful. Mm. And the 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 business, the money is not the big big issue, but the happiness in your in your company is the biggest issue. You don't need you don't need to reshape your head and become. A practitioner, you continue to be a businessman and woman. You continue to be your own, on your own place, your own business, your own employee, uh, employer, don't job you do, but you continue to be happy. Because nowadays people used to say that time is money. No, if you sit two hours without doing anything, it's really you throw away money outside of the window because money, time is for money. Why you come and you sit there for two hours? It's not economically sound. And then you walk, you walk slowly and lost, lose a lot of time. And you stop thinking, but you you must think in which way and other way in order to search for money. And you stop the thinking and you walk slowly, and that is loss of money. It's not economically sound or correct. That you have to write in such a way that people change the way and you see the monastic in Plum Village everybody they sit a lot and they walk slowly but they work a lot they organize retreat they do that and they do that and don't say that they don't do anything but without the sitting meditation without the walking meditation without the beginning anew and then uh, Watering the flower, refreshing yourself, and then, and then renewing, refreshing your relationship with one sister, one brothers, and then they will not last long. And then you have to reconsider, second reconsider how the business men and women can really taste. If you write something, the reader must taste what they they read, and they will not abandon their job, but they do in the other direction, in other they focus in other way, and it seems that he wrote something. You can go online and read the Guardian, <laughs> his article. His name is Joe something. I forget. 
I answer everything, but <laughs> I remember, I only remember that <laughs> because he asks and I answer. In the time of the Buddha, there are also a number of business came to see the Buddha. Among them, who came to listen to the Buddha, there were one businessman who had the name Anathapindika. is a very close disciple of the Buddha, late disciple of the Buddha. He was the one who offered the 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 park the Jeta Park the Jeta Park is a park belong to Jeta Prince but he Jeta Prince want him to put gold in every piece of land and he he covered and Jeta offered the tree and so they call um, the the park by the Jeta and by him in near of Shavasti in Kosala Kingdom. So the the businessman Andatapindika came with a number of his business friends because Andatapindika was a very happy businessman. When he support the Buddha and he, the Sangha of the Buddha, he at that moment he has his fam- own family, he has daughter, he has son. We can say that he's a kind of a wonderful businessman, a kind of model. Um, businessman, he he was very generous. He helped a lot of people, destitute people in his country, the the widow, the orphans, the lonely aged people, and all of them have received his generosity. And that is why they don't call him an. Uh, and he, they don't call him by his name, but he's the, the one who give to support the lonely and orphans. And he has many good friends also for him. Money is not important. If his friend is in trouble, he help. The poor, the destitute people, he help, of course, but his friend is difficulties, he also help. And that is why I have so many friends one day he went bankruptcy because it's some business of his some wrong and then he went bankruptcy. He, he but he he didn't suffer because he still smiled and then and now 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 he is in trouble and many of his friends come and support him and he restore his business. And so his good friend, not poor at all, but they came and helped him. And so many teaching of business people like Anatta Pindika. 
and the most many of them have been recorded in the many texts given by the Buddha. So during the time where the Buddha was still there, and so there is so many good teaching to teach lay people among them businessmen and women. Many sutra that we learned from the beginning of the winter retreat until now. And so all these uh, sutra taught only to monastic until now. All these sutra have been taught to monastic, not to lay people. So, but when he did to lay people, he, he went very close to, to practical things. Because lay people, they have a practical concern not the practical concern of the monastic. For the monastic, they abandon everything, their family, their career, their money, their property. And so the Buddha taught them, the monastic, in a different way, try to help them to go from the historical dimension to the ultimate dimension, absolutely liberation and absolute truth. But with the lay people, the Buddha taught differently. The concern of the monastic, we can say that is the ultimate, ultimate concern. And that would have been used uh, in the theologian, Western theologian is ultimate concern. So we have ultimate concern. How we usually lay people on how you can have good health, how you've been successful in your business, how in your family there is harmony, where your your safety can last, how you will not lose in your business. That is uh, the concern. We call daily concern, not ultimate concerns. Ultimate concern is who are you? Why you are born here? And then you die. There's any way to, 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 to escape from that. Well, if there is no kingdom of God, no no pure land, where shall we go, etc. That is ultimate concern. Most of the monastic have that concern. So of course we also need to have some good health and yeah. But but the ultimate concern is so. When you know that the ultimate concern the the Buddha gave to monastic a kind of teaching who can answer their ultimate concern. And so when you hear the teaching like um, Anattapindika, 
and you see very clearly there is a kind of specific teaching for lay people. At the beginning, right after being enlightened, the Buddha tried to teach only for monastic, because the first five monastic is his old friend in a satism practice. And then after that, he go to other, and he had many other disciples join them. And at that moment, there is Upanishad of Brahmanism have been already there. And the life, life of, spiritual life of those who are concerned about, uh, they are only also have ultimate concern. Brahmanism, they also have a the Brahma is when you normal, not Brahma, you have to grow up about eight year old with the parents. At eight year old, you go to school. And then you go to school, you learn what? You learn the prayer, the, the, the Upanishad, and the way you, and have you learn from eight year to twelve year old to twelve year it means uh, twenty year and that during that time you live in a Brahma way you have a Brahman during that time you have no sexual um, intercourse with anyone you live like a Brahman it means very holy but at twenty year old you go back and you marry and then you have a family and you have children. <coughs> so from eight, 1 to 8 you live with your parents. 8 to 20 you live in the school where you learn on the Upanishad and you keep your, your holy life. From 8 to 20 You live a Brahma Brahma Karen. It means you live in a very holy life and you study many Brahman good teacher and Brahmanism. And so you learn and you learn the sutra, but the in Brahmanis in 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 Brahmanism is you only learn Upanishad. At that time there is no 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 Buddha star, Buddha sutra, and so in in China, but they also they also go to school and they learn the. Confucianism. The topic of the learning is is Confucianism, and if you are graduate, and you will be a high officer. And in the West also, at the first year, they they teach only Christianity. 
yeah, very high teaching in the all they teach Christianity. So in 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 India is the same. They only learn Upanishad, Vedantism, and so on. And so they learn that for them, them they call spirituality life of a holy person. And then after marry, after twenty year old, they can go out and they marry, and they have children. And in Christianity. Many, many high Buddhist study, high, high study, they also learn spirituality. And what kind of spirituality is Christianity? And so, so we, we also learn, so after we learn Buddhism and then in, in Buddha, after when the Buddha went on like that. And nowadays many many schools they they learn they learn also the it means medicine and then arts and then a number of things. And what Hung Min Chow who translate from 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 um, Sanskrit to Vietnamese his uh, his father only learned um, Confucianism, and his father is also graduate highly on Confucianism. And then how we can learn from Confucianism like that? We learn to to harmonize our body. There, yeah, it means how to harmonize your family, and then after that you harmonize your nation. Yeah. So harmonize yourself, harmonize your family, harmonize the nation. And then that is Confucianism. And then after that you become high officer. But at that time nobody learned history, geographical, and science, and physics, chemistry, etc. At that time there's nothing like that. And you are also a graduate and you are also the type teacher of the country. So in India is the same, they learn that and then they learn Upanishad and then at the next period they will be the the head of the family. So you have to marry and that is why the king do not want the Buddha to 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 quit that job. So he normally he have to marry and you have children and you do business in life and so Brahman also can do other business too. And then when you have children you you prepare your career your career could be about your your land, the harvest, uh, all the business thing, and uh, your cattle, and, uh, and the third period where you ask, uh, get some age, and then you withdraw about forty years old. I think that lump 
Gia chủ, gia chủ it means your family. Nào lâm thế. It means you take care more about spirituality. Lâm, it means you go to the forest and you learn spirituality, deepen your spirituality. At the end, you abandon everything and then you're just wandering monk. The teaching you also abandon. You live like a wandering monk. And you wear very simple clothes. You walk. And you have no, no relationship. I mean, not only even communication with anyone. You walk, wandering monk. Enjoy life. away from life you live keep away from life normal life and you live like a brahman like a shaman nera shamana shaman you are monastic shamana Oh, you are big sure. So it's not only in Buddhism that we can have um, we have, have monastic. In other tradition, they also have. And so in many sutras, speak about shamana, shamana, shamana who come and ask some disciple of the Buddha, this Buddha. So in the forest, there's so many. Oh, so many shamana, so many monks belong to many traditions. It's about the 6th century before Christ. There's so many monks in the forest. They don't believe anymore. Upanishad or Brahmanism. Uh, and they, they, they are something lost in the too, too old tradition way. 
And so they, they are trying to search for a path. So the, the Shakya is not the one who search for the path. There's so many wandering monks like that. And so the, these people are those who start to have concern more about the ultimate, ultimate dimension. Because they already enjoy the 20 years of business, of family life, and then now, so if you belong to Brahman family, usually you go like that. And you have that, after 20 years in family life, you have an ultimate concern and to become a monk. And the father of the Buddha was so shocked when he became a monk too young. So on, when these monks, wandering monks, go to see the Buddha, of course, the Buddha teach differently. Not He do not teach like teach the businessmen and women. It, they also need a kind of ultimate concern. And that is why these teaching in winter retreat, I used to share to you that teaching. We go back to diagram of Zoro. <laughs> the first line is historical dimension. The up, down, good, bad. But when you arrive to the ultimate dimension, this line who guide you is a deep look about interbeing, the deep look about uh, no self, a deep look about uh, nirvana, midway, etc., in order, finally, you are in the ultimate dimension. So the line underneath is ultimate dimension. The upper line is historical dimension. And then the, the, the oblique line is, uh, you use a deep look on interbeing, on, on, uh, nirvana, on, on uh, non-duality, etc. So, but for all these wandering monks in the forest, that when he become a Buddha, it's not not many many Buddhist monks. So he tried to explain more about ultimate concern. But in the historical dimension, there is you different from me. You is different from your father, your mother. You different from your partner your children, your son, your daughter. But when you arrive to the ultimate dimension, you and your son are one, you and your father are one, you and all the lineage of your ancestors are one, and the lineage of your descendants are one. But that is the tasting but not speaking. And so the Buddha used on the birth and death, suffering, joy, and he teach in a way that we call a relative truth, that upper part is relative truth. It's also you and me, you have to behave correctly with your wife, your partner, etc. That, but he lead in a way that from the historical dimension, you different, but slowly, slowly you go into the ultimate dimension. So in that, in that, that 
the relative uh, truth, you also teach Four Noble Truths. The Four Noble Truths up there is suffering and tap. It means the cause of the suffering, the root of the suffering, and yik is the absence of the suffering, and the Tao is the path, the method, the practice to lead you to become totally free. So, in the historical dimension, in the relative dimension, the four are different. When suffering is not the cause, the cause is not the suffering, the the absence of the suffering. So these four truths are separate. They are not interconnected. And, and suffering is not nirvana. But when you arrive and you go in that direction, the the the, the ultimate dimension is different. And when you use uh, prajna paramita, no no suffering, no increasing, no decreasing, that is ultimate dimension, is ultimate sutra. And so, because they are deep leading to each other, you cannot remove. The, the 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 four noble truths are deeply linked to each other. You cannot take out the root of suffering to the absence of suffering to the liberation. So, so if you read the harsh Pranaparamita during the last thirty years, and if you don't see that four noble truths are one. You cannot remove that one out of the other one. Like the left and the right. Recto and verso of the sheet of paper. You, they are the same. And that they are, they enter all. That sheet of paper. That side you call recto. The other side you call verso. But you cannot remove them. You cannot dissociate them. They cannot take it out. You cannot take out. And so the path is the same. The path and the practice and you cannot divide. And so if you see that the path is the aim, you mean the path is not the way. Uh, no, no, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. It means you right away you practice happiness at the beginning of your path until the end of the path. It means there is no end. So more you practice, more your happiness is increased, increase, increase, and you don't see path anymore. And so that like peace, happiness is the way, peace is the way. So you have to be peace right away. You don't need to be to take guns and kill that person. And after that you have peace. You cannot. And so you have to be peace is the way. Peace is the way. Or happiness is the way. So in order to arrive to happiness, you have to be happy right away. And then, so that is from the relative truth, you arrive to ultimate truth. And then you can put into practice like that in everything, not only. And they think that, oh, inside you cannot do. But finally, 
when they arrive to the um, quantum quantum physics, and you see that oh oh you can practice that only when you arrive to quantum math quantum physics that you can see that oh you can do it from the historical to the ultimate dimension you can do it and so now with looking deeply you can see that but in in the quantic physics or quantic um, um, math you can you is able to do that like an electron or a particle You, like an electron, you cannot not that electron stay in that place at that moment of time. The electron run, 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 run. And the electron or the particle, they can is present in the present moment here, but in the past, in the future. And so this is why there is a word non-locality. So the electron or the particle can be in non-locality. They can be here, but they are in the past, they are in the future, they are everywhere. So a particle the elementary particle they can we can consider them like a grain, like a particle. But sometimes they become a wave. And when, when you see like that, and so if they are particle, you can see that they are on the right or on the left. But when they are wave, the wave is expanding, expanding, and they are everywhere. And then they are in the same time particle, they are in the same time wave. So the characteristic of a particle is really a particle. But when they also have the characteristic of a wave, and so that is why they use the word non-local. And so in the new science, uh, there is some truth that is a kind of contradict to the, the, classic, the classic sign. But they can put into practice. And so in Buddhism is the same. On the surface of relative, conventional truth, there is something that we can put into the ultimate dimension. So when you go deeper, deeper, well, you can see that recto is not verso from the sheet of paper. But if you train and you see in that way, you is not different from your brother, even you are two persons different, but they is different. So here is another illustration. And you sit here, you are so sure that up there is the upper part. And you say that upper part is at the ceiling is the upper part. But if you sit in Japan and you see that no, and they sit in the other side of the planet. They said that they are sitting upside down. And what we think that upper part is there is low part. So in fact, the 
ultimate dimension transcend upper part and low part. But we can put in the same time, put into practice. Yeah. But you, you need to, to build the ground floor first and then you build the second floor and you sing. So you must use both. And then you can see that you can, you know, you know that the planet is round, but you do not go straight. You go round. You are bending. You bend, bend, and then after for a while you go back to the same place. Because the planet is bending, and then, then, then you fly. You have the impression that you lie direct. But is you are bending, and in this retreat we have to be very careful. When you hear one sentence, we can recognize that he is what they said. Thai said is belong to wish, wish truth, relative truth, conventional truth, or or ultimate truth. Apodaya, there is suffering, there is happiness. But when you arrive there, it's a little different, quite different. Happiness and suffering, you cannot take out. They are one. You cannot take out all the mud from the lotus. You cannot take out all the mud from the lotus. So that, that happiness, I have that happiness of Thai. You cannot take up all the suffering of Vietnam War. <laughs> and that is why you stay like that. So you also, your happiness, you cannot take up moment of suffering so you can enjoy more the happiness. So, so yep. If you are in the conventional truth, you say that, oh, that's suffering, that is happiness. When you arrive to the ultimate dimension, you say that, oh, my happiness here is thanks to my suffering, and I'm happy. And in that happiness, is contained a lot of suffering of the past, and so I enjoy. So you cannot, you cannot say that it is, I'm holy, but like you want only to have only left, you don't want right. Whether there is profane, worldly, and then you have holy. And if you take out all the worldly, you have no holiness. So the holiness means there is worldliness. <laughs> there is the enter all. So when you learn, you have to see in upper part, there is the suffering and the happiness is, is two things different. And the, the root of the, of suffering and the path leading out of suffering is different. But when you arrive to the ultimate dimension, there is no longer on these things. No increasing, no decreasing, no... That is not difficult to understand. So, there is no way to be, peace is a way. And so, it means, uh, 
So you think that there are fish in the other side. And when you kill a number of them and you arrive to that place, and then when you kill more, you kill more, you suffer, you will not arrive to the happiness. Yeah. And so you right away, be peace right away. You right away train yourself to be more tolerant, more acceptance. And then more you train, more, more your peace is increasing, increasing, increasing until you arrive to the total happiness. And so, so that is very important. You have to practice in order to taste. If you use a violent way in order to achieve that peace, right away you suffer. And you suffer, you cause a lot of suffering, and then, and the suffering will be a big, big, big mess. You will never have peace. So, if you start to want peace, you have to be peace right away. You are hating that person. You have to change your view to see his suffering and accept him and release your angry to him and more tolerant. Of course, it's not easy, but you start to have a little peace. And every day you increase your more tolerance, more acceptance, more inclusiveness, and then you arrive to bigger and bigger and bigger best peace. So when you arrive, like, so in upper part you look like suffering and happiness is like different. But if you live like in the methods of the eight practice, eight noble path, noble path, and mean it means eight correct practice, and then you start to have more, 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 more peace, more, more, more happiness, like the 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 road, the path from Paris to Bordeaux. You start from that train station. Montparnasse. Montparnasse, or Bo- Paris to Bordeaux, Montparnasse. <laughs> so, Saint-Jean, from Bordeaux to Paris. You have to, you have to climb on the correct train. When you stop on the train, you are already you already are in Paris. I mean, you know that there's no mistake. In two hours, three, four hours, you will at Paris. But <laughs> if you go the train to Marseille, and then you go and you will never arrive to Paris. So Paris, right away at the first centimeter when you are on the on the train to Paris, one one step is Paris, India. One kilometer is Paris, two kilometers. But if you turn back, and every step is Bordeaux, every step is Bonner. So Bordeaux or Paris is depends on your way of look. Because you are war now. And the other side is peace now. But if you turn to, to peace, Every step is peace. But you turn back to war, every step is war. And so, so Bordeaux, Paris, and then using the, the eight practice, 
in order for you to arrive to Paris, to arrive to peace. So from the, the wish to be peace, right away you use that way of eight practice. This practice one help, you have the second practice, the third practice. You have eight practice in order to arrive to your peace. And every step is a peace. Every breath is peace. And then slowly you arrive to peace. So the path is is the achievement, like uh, like nirvana. You want to have a nirvana. You have to be nirvana right away. But it's only the training. But more, more, more you train, more you have your bigger, bigger nirvana. And so. Thumb is mine, but is matter. So, so biological So in in mother you have biology, and there's a psych psychology. But when you arrive here, you have to be careful. If you take your mind out of matters, it doesn't work. If you take matter out of the mind, it doesn't work. When you arrive to the ultimate dimension. So it means you don't need to die. You are, you can be in the ultimate dimension when you are still alive. And so in Buddhism, there is also two big schools. They call Fabtung. It means that you learn a lot about all the teaching about many signs. Tung means sign. And you also learn the Pháp Tăng Không Tuệ Học. It means you learn about the emptiness, no separate self, no self. If you take the body out of the mind, it won't help. And your body is also you take out all the non non matters element and then you have no body either. In the body there is a lot of mind in that and in the mind is body. More or less influenced by body too. That is body and mind have no uh, self nature. <laughs> body and mind they don't have a the own nature, the self-nature. Tertan in Chinese is Tertan. Sanskrit is Vabhava. Because uh, mind is made from many elements, not mind. And matters is made from elements, it's not only matters. And if you cannot take out body and mind separately, totally, it doesn't work. But in, in the Fabtung is learning about the sign. And it said that this cloud 
you think that the glove have no soul, but that is is the way you think in a very superficial in the in the or in the um, superficial way, and you think that that is different. But when you look deeper, it's different. That cloud, you think that there is no mind. There is something. That that cloud is the object of your mind. What you have seen floating in the sky, it doesn't exist independently out of your mind. What you perceive, you perceive in the sky that cloud. And you have only a perception about the cloud. You have a notion about the cloud. But in the perception, there is in the your notion about the cloud, there is two parts. There is subject of your perception and the object of your perception. So the object of your perception is the cloud. But it depends on your mind that you see the cloud like that. But other persons see the cloud, they see differently. Like we look at Thai, we see the object of our perception is Thai. But the subject of each of us is quite different from. And so we have a perception, 300 persons now have 300 perceptions different from tha- about Thai. It's about the cloud. It's the same. So there is... When you see a perception about Thai or a cloud, you have the impression that you only see the cloud. But the person next to you sees Thai differently. And the person next to you, because the, his subject is different, her subject is different. So subject and object goes together. And that is why. So nowadays, the, the philosophy, modern telepathy, philosophy they also see already and so and we thought that yeah outside of your perception outside of your perception there is a really reality but science cannot cannot um, cannot illustrate and then um, and then psychology buddhist psychology Vishnanavada also cannot dare to illustrate properly. And so in Vishnanavada is said like Vishnanavada is a school of Buddhism that many psychology explain clearly, profoundly the functioning of our mind clearly. Vishnanavada school. So in Vishnanavada school they mention The, the consciousness change and then it's become kind of discrimination into object, object of consciousness and subject of consciousness. So your consciousness always manifests in two sides about subject consciousness and object and object consciousness. But they both exist in the same time. You cannot 
like like left and right. In the West, they say that consciousness is conscious of something. It means there is a subject and object. So your consciousness about Thai is different from the consciousness of the person sitting next to you. It's different because it depends on the background he received about Thai, about the cloud, about the tree, and so on. And so the cloud that you have seen, that don't say that is matter. That cloud is your mind. If you say that the cloud have no, no soul, it's not no, 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 no mind. It's not correct. That is Vishnanavada. Is a way they said is a perception about a subject of consciousness and object of consciousness. But that now nowadays Western philosophers they also arrive to that too. Conscious must be conscious of something, and you are conscious of that board, but but she are conscious of that board is differently. And if you compare, it's different. So the the cloud know how to make make how to make. Snow, how to make ice, how to make hell, but they can make thunder. They have condition to make thunder. They can condition to have that. And you said that the the cloud is uh, is um, no mind. The cloud have no mind. And then it's not correct. Like you look at the grain of of corn, and you said that. The grain of corn is matters, is no mind, is not correct. Because you put the grain of corn in the soil, in 10 days they give leave. And if you say that the grain of corn have no mind, don't be so pretentious. Because the flower too, the flower too, you see that how they, they know how to make the flower at the right moment and it's beautiful like that. And so the grain of of corn can make a big plant of corn and can give many give ear of corn. And the flower how to make it to make the the, the flower to to attract the attract the bees and the butterfly. And without bees and butterfly they cannot have fruit. And then and so they make many beautiful flower beautiful color and so the, the the butterfly can carry some pollen, and then and then fecund and make it um, become a fruit. And there is some flower who is a carnivore too, you know. Drosera is a kind of uh, of, and it's very appealing to 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 fleas, and the fleas come and just they go in, and then they are caught and they are killed. And digest by the so so the kind of uh, of uh, flower called drosera they they also can eat many fleas and so on so they know how to attract the upper part we say that there is left right but ultimate dimension is no no separation one you are one with everything. So you overcome the, the 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 
the relative truth in order to be in the absolute truth. And then the quantic, quantic science now, they also know how to explain. And so, so the electric is very, very clever. You send two, two particles in, and then separate in 20 kilometers. But what happened to that particle? The other particle they knew. And if we say that the dust have no mind, it's not correct. And so, and so the distinction of us between matters and mind is um, very wrong. But you can use in that ultimate, uh, in the relative truth. But when you arrive to the ultimate dimension, there is no separation. And so right at the beginning of this winter retreat, I already remind to each of us that these two kind of truth, a conventional, a relative truth, and the absolute truth. But we are learning and we are training ourselves to live in the relative dimension, to enter silently, gently, and then arrive to the other ultimate dimension and you don't need to die in order to go to that ultimate dimension you must be very alive very clear in your mind practice steadily well in order for your mind to be more and more open more and more acceptance and you use the eightfold path it means the eight practice correct practice in order to to transform you and to arrive to that ultimate dimension and you continue to be yourself. You don't need to be another person. But your mind is already enlarged. Your mind is already live in such a situation. There are people who say that Buddhism is just for, for monastic. And lay people are only for offering offering a lot of food, offering a lot of material resources in order to obtain some merit. And lay people only practice uh, faith, um, belief only, and devotion. And if lay people can practice devotion only, bhakti, bhakti, That is devotion, bhakti, B-H-A-T-H-I. But if we hear the Buddha taught to Anatta Pindika, that Anatta Pindika do not practice only devotion, and the Buddha taught very profound, and the the, the sutra of the white cloth. White cloth means in the time of Buddha, lay people only wear white cloth. Wear cloth. And so they call white cloth, white cloth, sutra. Uh, and then, and so, 
white cloth military side kind of um, <laughs> kind of uh, love story about whether you wear so white so white cloth that I cannot recognize you <laughs> so people laugh because we know all this and poem and so that day businessman Anatta Pindika he brought 500 white cloth maybe they exaggerate a little bit maybe 300 or 250 I don't know <laughs> and he came he visited uh, Sariputra there's a friendship between Anatta Pindika and Sariputra because they have spent because they have been good friendship and so when Aptapindika was about to die it's also Sariputra who come who guide him to overcome the fear of death so the first time um, Anattapindika during his business travel to from his country Kosala to Magata country where he stay in his uh, sister-in-law house and there, the husband of that family, the people are so welcome him. But that day, Atatapindika visit his cousin and nobody pay attention to him. Everybody is so busy. They are preparing something like wedding. And why you neglect me so much? In the past, you welcome me so much and now you neglect me. And the family said that, you know, we are preparing to welcome the Buddha. Buddha and Anattabhinita when he hear the word Buddha he was shocked oh somebody who is awakened it's so beautiful word and people call that man awakened person Buddha means awakened oh you are so wealthy you are so rich so powerful but why you you are so excited to welcome the awakened person the Buddha and tomorrow he will come with his Sangha. So Anattapindika was so shocked by this word and he didn't know, he c- couldn't wait. So he tried to go early to the monastery next to the city and an early, early, very early morning and then he saw the Buddha and then after that he went to visit He, he invited invite the Buddha to go to his own country and to offer the, that park for the Buddha to, to settle his Sangha there in order to make a kind of monastery there. And because on the trip from the monastery where he met the Buddha to his country, the Buddha sent Shariputra to join him. And so walking together during all the trip they become they become very good friends. So he really want the Buddha to come to visit his visit his country and so he he sent advanced him and he sent Shariputra. And Shariputra prepare the advanced team in order for the Buddha to come to Kosala 
In the past, they go by walking. During many weeks together, and so they are exchanging a lot, and they are teaching each other a lot, and so they become good friends. So when Amunata Panika brought 500 businessmen to go to see the Buddha, he sat together with Shariputra, and after that Shariputra lit 500 of them to go and see the Buddha. So in this sutra, instead of saying that, Dear Shariputra, he said that, Anatta Pindika. And so the idea of the Buddha is very clear. He wants to teach lay people. He do not say that, Dear Shariputra. He said that, Dear Anatta Pindika. And so you can teach lay people in such a way. And Shariputra is considered like the right hand of the Buddha. He organized uh, uh, organize the teaching of the Buddha for the lay people and also the teaching Buddha to the monk. And in this sutra, the Buddha taught, Dear white lad friend, You do not need to search for happiness in the future. You can obtain happiness right away, here and now, if they practice accordingly to what I teach. And so on the living happily in the present moment, and its appear to Dharma Suara have been repeated six times in this sutra. And our business nowadays do not know how to do it. They only find the happiness when they have a success. And so the Buddha taught them how to be happy right in the moment, present moment. And then he called Sariputra and explained He also want to entrust to Shariputra the way you teach lay people and tell them that they don't need to search for happiness in the future. You need to tra- train yourself to be happy right here and now. And it has been repeated six times, living happily in the present moment. When situation is very bad, you are about to complain, and then you look deeper and you enjoy and you are happy right away in a very so, so-called bad condition. That is a training. You only search for aim, but you do not consider like path is a way. The path is a way. So instead of complaining, you right away you enjoy what you complain. You train yourself to enjoy, to accept things like that. And then that is the path is the way. And if the white-clad people can practice like that, they can be happy right away in the present moment. And in this sutra, the Buddha used the word holy disciple. Than holy. 
means that his his disciple have the nobility, have the holy holiness. His in each person, even they are lay people, but they have the holiness. They are they are very spiritual. And if you practice the five mindfulness training deeply, you have your holiness, you have your spirituality, and it protects you. And in the time with the Buddha, so holiness is not only the Pope who have holiness or the Dalai Lama have holiness. It's only the monk and then you too, I can call you holiness, Jerry, holiness, Jean, and so on. So you have all this holiness. Because the five training secure your freedom. And then if you receive five training deeply every day, every day, you have more safety, more security. And you have quite a lot of happiness. And that freedom you cannot search for anywhere. You can have right away. And and the, the holy disciple, if they practice, the holy lay person, if the holy white-clad people, and if they practice taking refuge in the Buddha, it's not the Buddha on the altar, the Buddha in you, and the Dharma in you, and the Sangha in you, and then you are safe right away. And if your mind is only focused on the beauty of a Buddha in you, Dharma in you, Sangha in you, you are so free, you are so happy, and you are not think of how to be successful and powerful and have the respect of people. No, you don't need that. You live in a very you purify your when you, you take refuge in the Buddha in you that that that, that Dharma in you. So please I ask you to read that book. That in the book for the white clad people. And and the, the the lay people can be enlightened by your own practice. It's not by the... You don't need to ask that monk to help you to become enlightened. You, you yourself, you can practice your holy life. And you obtain your holiness right away during your practice. The second sutra I want you to read in this winter retreat is the guiding to the dying people is also what the monastic sangha guide him to become liberate and when anathapindika was about to pass away he's very sick and very painful but in that sutra it give you a lot of uh, of of insight in the in the when he was about to to die and Shariputra and Ananda to come and Shariputra is so profound to to read, to teach 
the layperson anatta pindika not the not the the the, the relative sutra he right away teach the lay people about the ultimate dimension there's no death no coming no going no no one no different only with the insight that the dead person can go with happiness can can leave that body with happiness and shariputra have let have let anapindika with guided meditation and only and maybe less 30 minutes but then the lay person can obtain and practice and let go and let go and he feel because when you are about to die there is a lot of fear a lot of fear what happened to me where i shall go and so on this body will exist and no longer exist and i will be existing but in half a hour shariputra have let anatta pindika to see his own self without coming no coming no going no birth no death no fear to die and then he start to cry and so during that time ananda saw seeing that anatta pindika crying and ananda is less liberate than 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 the anatta pindika at that moment Ananda thought that he regret, and so Ananda, and then you die, you cry. Why you cry? You regret something. And the lady from said that no, I'm not, I'm not crying because I regret. No, I cry because I'm so moved, because I served the Buddha for more than more than thirty years, but I never hear such a profound teaching like that. and the teaching of no birth no death no coming no going is so free so light and so peaceful i have no fear at all and i cry and then ananda still naive he said you didn't know that that kind of teaching i learn every day we monastic we learn every day so these last three months So the, during the whole winter retreat, I always thought by the ultimate time, by 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 relative, by relative teaching, and so when I have more time, and then I teach the ultimate dimension. So I have done exactly like in the past. Another, another um, Sariputra have taught the lay person. So the teaching is not enough. You have to practice. So when Sariputra learned that, and then he practiced that, and then, and then when Sariputra hear Ananda say that, oh, the teaching of ultimate dimension like that we hear every day, and so Sariputra have the last request to the Buddha. And so Sariputra, the 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 lay person said that, please. Tell the Buddha my last request that we, the white-clad people, 
Most of us are very busy with our business, our family, our many very daily worry and concern. But a number of us have the ability to receive and to practice that profound teaching. It means that that when we have some success in our work already, we really want to learn the ultimate dimension teaching so that uh, we are ready to learn. And so please, my last request is to ask the Buddha to teach the lay people the ultimate concern too. And it helps us and it's helped us to know that where shall we go when we die. So. so you read these two sutra for me and then we will continue next Thursday. <laughs> 